We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live. Once again, it is the Saturday morning edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. We are powered by our partners over at Bet Rivers. That man you see next to me with the New Jersey in the background is the one and only Jeffrey Goodman. Jeffrey, how are you, sir? I'm well. Do, do we know what number broadcast this is? I, I would love to know like how many of these we've done because um, it's remarkable that we haven't killed each other um, in, in this slate. We really haven't ever – the amazing part is we haven't really gotten an argument yet this season. Um. Like you we, probably wanted to kill me. You probably no, wanted. We, to, we argued about something the other day. I can't remember what it was. It was something it totally irrelevant. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I'm oh, saying no, like, you know what it is. It's rankings. It's whenever yeah. we have to talk about rankings. Yeah, yeah. you get upset. You get well, heated because you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I know is hey, me. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, whatever. Um, how excited were you about Clemson's win last night? I mean, I I watched like a second of that game. I don't even think I uh, – I think – I'm pretty sure it was on the ACC network, right? It was. Yeah, which means you can't ever watch it. I can't it. watch it. I can't watch it. It's like the ACC doesn't exist this year, which isn't bad because the ACC is terrible. It's not um, terrible. It's just not great. No, it's pretty terrible. It's don't pretty be terrible. so mean to the ACC. I'm going to be as uh, mean as I want to the ACC. Like, step it up. You got North Carolina and you got Duke and you got Syracuse and you got Louisville – and none of those teams are going to be in the top 25? None of the, are they going to – are any of those teams going to make the tournament? I don't know. I don't know. You know what sucked for me last night? I took uh, – I, I went live at, at about halftime, and I took uh, the Illini. <laughs> I got them. I took it when it was 9 nothing. It got all the way to – I did that too. I did that too. I did it then, and then I did it at halftime. Yeah, Bet Rivers had it at 6.5. So and a half so, um, and 6.5 and, and – I can't awesome. tell you. I can't tell you how tilted I was when Kofi Coburn in yeah. overtime yeah. picked up that that foul on the rebound when he yeah. got the dunk, and then proceeded to miss like four of his next five free throws. It's a problem with with, with betting on Illinois. Honestly, like Kofi at the line is just like you just do this. You just like pray, like come yeah. on, like make one out of two at least. It's also Nebraska, so they literally have zero excuse. You have to be better than that. I don't feel bad for you at all. Uh, I do feel bad for me though. So, um, with that in mind, with that in mind, uh, uh, eighty-two Atlantic said that we argued about CJ Frederick on uh, on Iowa. Thank you. Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't much of an argument because I got it right. So, 
like we just haven't like killed each other. Like, like we started this for, for people that are just joining now. We we started this on November 25th, didn't we, Rob? Uh, well, yeah, but we've been planning it for like four months beforehand. Right. But like the, the start of best bets was I was at Mohegan Sun. Was yeah. it not? Yeah, that's what November we were. 25th. I had a Chicago State jersey in the background. Remember when yep. when when Chicago State was still a thing and they were playing? And they were still and playing, yeah. Now they are done. They opted out. So much has changed. So I don't know how many how many actual uh pods that 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 is that we've done. How many how many live streams? I can I can add it up. I'll do the math. It's a lot. I'll, I'll do the math a lot. It, 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 oh, it's a lot. It's probably we're probably going to get over over 100. Pretty good. We, I think we've only like missed. I'm not sure if we missed one. I think we took like a day or two. Uh, off Christmas, Christmas day, back. Christmas day. I didn't do it, and then you had one day when you were driving to Charleston where you didn't do it, and we both went solo. But that's it. Every other day that we've done, yeah, had someone. It's either been Pretty me good. solo or you solo. All right. So let's talk about today's slate. Um, we have some interesting games. Um, it's actually kind of like a little bit of a. I don't want to say it's a boring slate, but there's don't not as many. Say that, Rob. There's, but there's just not there's not like those great games where you're like, man, I cannot wait to watch like Baylor play Texas, or I cannot wait to watch Baylor because Baylor's not playing today. Not yeah, hard. I know that's that's the problem. There's a, there's not a lot right, of it was going to be Baylor Texas Tech today. Yeah, and now we get Ohio State Indiana, which I mean, imagine Beard after like how could he have one upped? His ejection the other day against Baylor. I mean, think about it. If they had lost to Baylor today, uh, my story says he was suspended for two games in by uh, the Big Twelve um, Commissioner's <laughs> Office. <laughs> my sources. All right. Anyway, uh, what what game are you looking forward to the most today? Let's start with that before we actually get into breaking down um, our favorite bets. Because I, I actually, so I have I have eight written down that I that yeah. I like today. Eight bets that I like today. You know so what game I'm not looking forward to? You know, it's crazy. You know, I do games to watch every day. And, and not putting Auburn-Kentucky among the top nine games of the day. It is an irrelevant game, other than for gambling. Auburn-Kentucky has become completely irrelevant today. Like, I can't put that on unless I'm going to bet on it. There's no reason you should ever flip to that game unless you're a Kentucky or an Auburn, Auburn fan today. Or if you want to see Sharif Cooper, but, like, whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever. I mean, just just – Watch the box score. Like, I'm not going to turn it. And it's going to kill me because, again, you want to watch Kentucky. You want to watch Sharif Cooper. But I'm going to – every ounce of of energy I have, I'm going to withhold from turning to that uh, at 2 o'clock, I think. I think it's 2 o'clock. All right, so what's the the game that you're most excited about? Is it – we have West Virginia, Oklahoma. We have Villanova, Creighton. We have Loyola at Drake, which will be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Is it – we have – we have the homie – Effie Abogidi going up against no, that's not it. Evan Mobley. That might be the it. game of the day. How about this might one? Be the game of the day. How about this one? Could if Michigan State beats Iowa today, could they could they start a comeback to make it back into the NCAA tournament? Could could Tom Izzo like to me, Michigan State or Duke and Duke today are both interesting games in the sense that if they want to make a run without having to win their conference tournament. They both have to win today, right? I mean, Duke's at NC State. NC State's, you know, an NIT team this year. Yep. Um, you know, Iowa's – they've struggled lately, but they're still if, – if Michigan State wants to get in the tournament, they have to win this game today. 
And I actually, I actually like him in this spot today too. Um, the last time that these two teams played was what two weeks ago. Uh, Michigan State lost by six at Iowa. Um, that game was without C.J. Frederick, who played against Rutgers. Um, the Rutgers game was the first time that Iowa's covered in uh, in their last six. Uh, and I honestly thought that that they did not play all that well defensively. Um, we talked about this after the game. Uh, Iowa fans ripped me for it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Rutgers got basically whatever they wanted offensively. They got whatever shot that they were looking for on the offensive end of the floor. They just happened to miss a lot of them. They, they missed 18 of their first 19 threes. Uh, there was a point where they were shooting like 37% from the floor, um, and they were still in it. You know, there was, they were down by six, and they were two for 20 from three when Jacob Young got a steal and then missed another three. Uh, Ron Harper got the offensive rebound there, missed a layup, and then out of the other end, Luca Garza got an and one to kind of put him away. So to me yep. – like there's a theory in the analytics community that uh, defensive three-point percentage is not a stat that's worth paying attention to because it has everything to do with luck and what the – like there's no impact – like your defense has no impact on what your opponent's three-point shooting percentage is. And I don't know how much I agree with it, but uh, smarter people than me believe that that is true. So um, I I think that that's probably going to regress at some point. That, like you're not going to have good shooters consistently missing open shots. And I like Michigan State here. You know, I'm still in the the, the fade Iowa bandwagon. So um, I will be on the Spartans in this spot. It's not my favorite bet of the day, uh, but since it's the first one that you brought up, um, it's the one that uh, I decided. Right. What what up. is what is Robert your favorite bet of the day today? Let's start there instead of going through all the because there isn't a game that stands out. Like you said, there's not an elite level game that we have to start with today. So let's go with your. The game you feel the best about is what? So there are like probably three that I really love because of the matchup. Um, there's one that's an auto bet for me. It's at the mid-major level, and we'll get to that. Yep. There's one where I want to fade a team that's just too banged up with a team right. coming off of a pause. But I think my favorite bet of the day yep. is the Oregon money line. Um, yeah, I at, took it too. I took it yeah, too. Yep. At Arizona, uh, yep. tip off at 2 o'clock. Um, yep. Oregon is getting two points. Arizona – um, they're they're not playing for anything right now. Like they're basically just playing for pro and playing out the the stretch of their season. Uh, Oregon, on the other hand, is in a spot where like they're kind of still a little bit in the bubble conversation because of losses to Oregon State and Washington State that they yeah. took coming off of their pause. Uh, they are back and fully healthy now. Chris Duarte played on was it Thursday night, maybe Wednesday night um, at Arizona State. Uh, after spraining his ankle yeah. and he was awesome. Like, I don't think he missed a shot in the first half and they're now at full strength. Uh, well, Richardson is back. We talked about this the other day. They're better without and follow Dante, I think. So uh, they have everything to play for here. They have to start getting wins if they want to be able to improve their seating. And to me, you know, they're the best team in the PAC 12. And you I, I agree with that in the PAC 12. I'm taking, I'm it. right with you. I'm right with you on everything. I don't know if I've agreed with you in an entire segment like that. Ever. But I completely agree with every word you said there, every single word. So I'm not even going to, we're not going to waste our time. I'm with you. Uh, Oregon money line. I know I'm going against my alma mater uh, there, but I, listen, you said it better than I could have said it, which again, I've never said before. <laughs> All right. So I guess my, my second favorite bet of the day, there's two of them in the ACC that I really like, and it's both favorites. Um, I like Virginia. You ever pass the ball? What? Do you pass the ball? No, I got to get these shots up myself, man. There's two, there's two that I like. Dude, I set you up here. I set you up with what's your favorite bet of the day. Then you're supposed to say, you know what? I'm not going to just keep jacking threes. 
I'm going to set my co-host. You up. know how I play? I'm not setting Jeez. you up. I got to get these shots up, man. I'm out, I'm I'm here for me. Um, Jeffrey, what is what is your favorite bet of the no, game? No, it's too late. You've already hurt me. You've already hurt my feelings. Don't try to don't try to be like like John Stockton now. We, okay, we know, here, here. We know how about you're Monte Ellis? How about this? How about this? So, I love Virginia minus six at home against North Carolina, and I love Florida State minus thirteen and a half at home against Wake Forest. There's the dings, baby. There's the dings. Uh, so, who do you like? Either of those bets? Are you in on either of those? In a, no, I'm actually taking Carolina against Virginia. Even okay. though Virginia has owned Carolina, um, I, I'm still. I just think it's a lot of points like that. I, I know. I mean, this is like a a completely contrast of of, of styles of bigs, right? And and it really is going to come down to like who gets the edge. To me, of like Hauser and Huff compared to the the, the three or four Carolina bigs that um, like to go in and do some work on the interior. So I, I think if Carolina's bigs can get. Hauser and Huff in foul trouble. Carolina wins that game outright. I'm still not completely sold, I guess, Rob, is what I'm saying, on Virginia. Like, I'm not completely sold. And and Carolina, listen, they got – they started feeling pretty good about themselves mm-hmm. uh, after that win against Duke. All you had to do was see the uh, the video of Armando Baycott and, and, and Shark um, partying afterwards. So they're, they're feeling good about themselves. I'd take the points on that one. Six points. I did take the points. Um, so the reason why I like Virginia in this spot is because there's three ways that North Carolina really gets their offense in a Roy Williams system. Um, they get it in transition. They get it by getting post touches. And they get it by getting to the offensive glass. That's that's really the way that Roy Williams' offenses work. And the three things that Tony Bennett's defense takes away are – Transition because they send like one or two guys to the offensive glass. They do not let you get out and run. Um, two post touches. They have bigs, right? Like Jay Huff is one yep. of the best defensive centers in college basketball, maybe even the ACC player of the year. Yep. Um, and Jay Huff uh, is the ACC player of the year. He's up there. He's up there. He's in the conversation. Boy, I like Jay Huff, but my God, if he wins ACC player of the year, like really, yeah. that that so, that that. That justifies what you said about the ACC earlier, right? Yeah. There. So, um, yeah. So they and they double everything in the post. Every post touch they double, and they don't give up offensive rebounds. So, like you take away all the three things they want to do. Now, the thing that concerns me is that uh, the way that you beat a pack line is to shoot threes over the top of it, more or less. Like that's what pack lines dare you to do, and that's what Tony Bennett's defenses dare you to do. And North Carolina has been much better in ACC play. They're shooting 36% from three in ACC play, and they're 32% on the season as a whole. Uh, so that does worry me a little bit. But I just, you know, you combine the issues that North Carolina is going to have offensively, um, struggling having being forced to play in the half court, with the fact that, like, all of Virginia's best shooters are bigs that can space out the floor. Like, Armando Baycott's going to have to chase Jay Huff around the three-point line. I know, that, and that is what worries me. I, I just – I think they stay within six, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, to they, me – They might. They might. They can win be worth going, but it's – it's. I just – I the matchup to me favors Virginia here. Same same way that the matchup favors Florida State. Um, the way that they're – I know they're coming off their pause, and, and our thing has always been, like, fade teams coming off the pause. But the way Florida State's defense works is that it's essentially like a matchup zone. You know, I, they call it a man-to-man, but it's it's it yeah. operates the same way as a matchup zone does. They don't let you run offense to get points. That's, it, that's the entire 
theory that that Leonard Hamilton has. He's not going to let you run offense to get points. He's going to make you beat him one-on-one. And Wake Forest does not have anybody that can win matchups one-on-one. So, um, yeah, I like I – like Let me, let me start with a, another another early game. Um, and, I, and I think it's one of the better games is, is uh, Indiana-Ohio State. One of the better games in the slate. Uh, Ohio State's freaking rolling, man. They are rolling. I mean, seriously, they're they're about as hot as any team in the country, not named Gonzaga or Baylor. Uh, they've won five straight. They keep beating people on the road. Justin Aarons can't make can't miss a shot from three. Um, they're going up against an Indiana team that right barely beat Northwestern. Yep, I, I like Indiana here. I like Indiana. They're getting uh, what I get it at six. Um, uh, I, I do. Indiana's eight one and one against the spread on the road in the last ten games. You know, I, I think they need this one desperately, and I think Ohio State might be feeling a little bit too good about themselves right now. So it's six and a half. I got a six and a half. So I'm gonna take the six and a half there. And again, listen, is Ohio State that much more talented than Indiana? Rob? No, they're not. And eventually, like, there's going to be some three-point regression coming for Ohio State. Like, they're, they're, I don't think they're going to be able to shoot like this forever. Um, my only concern is that, like, the, the the Hoosiers are one of those teams where we kind of look for teams that can pull TJD away from the basket, same way we do with Iowa and Luca Garza. So um, I, I I like the theory. I probably would, if I was going to bet it, I would probably be on Indiana. But I just, I, it's a it's a pure stay away from me because I don't, I just I don't know. It's a lot what of points. What about the big mid major? What can we go through the big mid major game? Drake Loyola. It's it's the biggest mid major game of the year. Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah. So right now, uh, Drake is getting three and a half points. It um, fell. Yeah, Drake's getting three and a half points because um, Hemphill, Shaquan, Shaquan Hemphill, right, is going to be out tank. for the season. Just call him Tank. Tank. So Tank's out for the season. And, uh, you know, that changes things pretty drastically for Drake. Yeah. Um, he's I mean, yeah, he's their best player. So, uh, yes, they are getting the, the line fell to three and a half at Bet Rivers. Um, and real quick, let me just tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers. Uh, if you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers Sportsbook yet, now is the time. They are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your money or turn your bonus into cash money, Jeffrey. When you win at Bever Sports Sportsbook, they pay fast, and now it's even faster with their rush pay, instant approval for withdrawals. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. I know because I use it. When with March Madness right around the corner, there's never been a better time to give Bet Rivers Sportsbook a try. Go to betrivers.com today to download the Bet Rivers uh, or, or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. You must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Goodman, are you into the harmonica playing Cameron Crutwig taking this game over without him pill in the middle? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, again, listen, what's Drake's best win this year? Can you tell me that? Can you answer it? Can yeah, you they, they have question? two wins at Missouri State and two wins at Indiana State. I, I went through and did a whole bubble thing on them the other day. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very I'm very fluent in what their resume is. How impressed were you of, of, of their resume? When you looked through it, How did it blow you away? One Ooh. to ten. Ten being the most. It's not for. I mean, they, they haven't played. They they didn't play anyone big in the non conference, and they've been beating up on league opponents, and they haven't played Loyola yet, which is why. So here's here's my thing on the game. This doesn't really have to do with um, with with the betting line for them. 
Um, but it, so I think that these teams need to split. Like if you want to get a two bid Valley, we need to split this weekend from them. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Because it it will mean that Drake will get a quad one win yep. um, at home against Loyola, and Loyola would get a quad one win at Drake. Neither of them have quad one wins at this point. So I think you need to split if you want both of them to get in. I just I really well, Drake think that Loyola, fell. Drake fell to like thirty in the net. I haven't looked today. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because if you beat Loyola at home, right? They're Loyola is a top fifteen team, and if Loyola beats Drake on the road, they're thirty. What yes. I'm saying, what I'm saying, I agree with you. If Drake loses both, what I'm telling you is, if Drake loses both to Loyola, and then they don't win the league tournament, obviously, are they going to be an at-large team? Probably no. not. No. Especially with Tank, like he broke his his foot, like, and they lost to Valpo. Valpo's a quad four loss. No, they, right. there's they, a they good chance if if they get swept by Loyola at home, there's a really good chance Drake doesn't get in the NCAA tournament. Yes, I agree. So they need they need to split. Um, Loyola with a split is fine. Like I think they're in. Like they're fine, a hundred percent. Now if they lose both, you know, I mean, again, Loyola's thirteen in the net. Like even if they lose both, they're seventeen and five. You know, they probably are still in, but they, you know, their seed takes a big hit. So, all right, uh, my favorite bet of the day, Rob. What's that? Deshaun Butler's West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, do you have any info on Taz Sherman? Is he I don't. But I don't. I don't know if it matters to me that much. I honestly don't. I mean, it, listen. I can find out. I'm sure right now. Um, I'm just not sure it, it matters to me that much. Um, here, here's what I'll say on that one. Again, another team that that I'm not sure too many too many teams have played better than West Virginia lately, right? They're averaging 84 points a game over the last five. 84 yep. points a game. Huggins, West Virginia. I love it. They lost to Norman a couple weeks, you know, three weeks ago or so in a, in a close game where, remember, they came back. They were down by a bunch, and then they came back. Um, the one thing that worries me, can I give you some numbers on Derek Culver against Oklahoma? They're not good. 6.6 points, 8.8 rebounds, shooting 29% from the field. But – it's a different Derek Culver, in my opinion. It's a completely different Derek Culver now, even than it was three or four weeks ago. It's a completely different offense now than it was three or four weeks ago. So I, I like West Virginia here. Uh, I would have liked it a little bit more two and a half. I got it at three, uh, but I, I still really like that one. Really. So my only my only concern there, I agree with you. If I'm going to be on someone, it's going to be on West Virginia. But my, my concern is twofold. One, we don't have an answer yet on Taz Sherman. Um, and I think he's so important to what they do because of the way that he can shoot. And two, West Virginia is shooting like 44% in league play. If you look at like the jump that these guys have made, Miles McBride is hitting 45% from three this year after shooting 30% from three last season. Taz Sherman is shooting 40% from three this year after shooting 33% last season. Yep. John McNeil's at 39%, I believe, and shot 32% last season. So it's one of those things where like I kind of feel like regression is coming for them eventually. Yep. So um, that's the only thing that makes me uncomfortable. Now, the one thing to keep in mind is that Oklahoma plays a, a gapping defense, which basically means um, it's it's kind of similar to a pack line where they're not giving up drives and they want to make you shoot threes over the top. And that's a little bit risky against a West Virginia team that's shooting so well. So um, I think the matchup kind of says West Virginia, but I don't, 
I'm not. I'm going to kind of stay away from it. And it's also like Oklahoma's perimeter defense has been so good. Like they have so many guys that are just tough, 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 tough on the ball. It's a little bit worrisome for me. So I'm probably going to stay away from that one. But if I'm going to be on someone, it's it's West Virginia. I don't think I would bet on Oklahoma here. Um, I like UConn against Xavier. I don't. I know they don't have book night, but Xavier's coming off a long pause. UConn's nine and four this year against the spread. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I, I just think it's going to be one of those close games. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm saying I like them getting three and a half. I got a four. I got them getting four. So I, I think it's going to be a game that comes down to the final possession. I actually kind of like Xavier in the spot, and I know that they're coming off of the pause, but I mean, UConn, uh, Tyrese Martin is missing time now because of a sprained ankle. And Isaiah Wiley, there's these, I, I don't know, is it confirmed he's playing yet? I don't know. Yeah. Because know. Hurley, Hurley said that he was banged up. He's got a sprained ankle. Um, I think Andre Jackson is going to end up starting today. They don't have book night. Like that team just seems like banged up and beaten down. And, and I don't know, man. I just, it, it feels, it feels like a bad spot for UConn. Hey, what about your Vols? Yeah, I like them a lot. I like them a lot here. Me too. Me too. You know why I like them? Because man, Jaden Springer looks like a star the last two games. Like their confidence to me, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer, finally, like finally, they can score the ball a little bit. So I I think it's like potentially one of the better defensive teams in the country against one of the worst defensive teams. The, they're they're literally number one in defensive efficiency on Kempom. So it's not yeah, potentially yeah. one of the best defensive teams in the right. country. Here's, here's why I say that. Here's why I say that. Because we've seen days when they have looked like the number one team in Kempom defensively. And then we saw a stretch. We did see a stretch, Rob, when they didn't look uh, like they were an elite defensive team. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a stretch. It was the the Florida game. It was it was the Florida game. Um but yeah, I, I love him in this spot here. Um, I do know that Eve Pons is playing. He's going to yep. be healthy and ready to go for this game. Um, he sat out their last game against Georgia. The other part that I really like about this is is the pace that LSU wants to play is going to make Tennessee run, and Tennessee's at their best when they get out and run. Um, LSU does not have like the big bodies inside to force Tennessee to have to play like Fulkerson. Which means I'm assuming that Eve Pons is going to be at the five for like the majority of the time, which is like exactly what you want if you are um, if you are Tennessee in the spot. So yes, I, I I love him here. What else you like? Um, what haven't we gone over yet? Do you have a good feel in uh, in Villanova Creighton? Well, I'll take Villanova. I don't have a great feel, and I don't think you can. And you know me, I've been I've been on Creighton all year. Yeah, uh, I just feel like Villanova's Villanova again. Like that Marquette win made me feel like, okay, you know what? Now they're clicking at all cylinders. Um, they're, I think they're five and one against the spread on the road this year too. So I, I just think Villanova is a team that's starting to hit their gear now. Um, Creighton, they just, you know, like they've just been okay this year. They just, they've just been okay this year. The one I like, I like Gonzaga tonight. USF's coming off a pause. Uh, I mean, the whole WCC, it felt like, is coming off a pause. Gonzaga's given 16. I, I get USF's good. I mean, I saw him obviously pull off one of the biggest upsets um, of the season in, in Mohegan Sun months ago. But I just feel like at some point, isn't Gonzaga – I mean, they did it against BYU, so I'm not saying they haven't done it in the WCC. But I, I feel like they get up for these bigger games in the WCC. 
and this is one of them, it'll be easier for them to get up for. Well, you, you say that, and then they went out and they did not cover the opening line against BYU, yep. which yep. is the biggest game that they had left, which was – I don't know if you saw that, but that was one of the craziest sweats for everybody involved because the line opened at 11.5, it closed yep. at 10.5, and, and the final score was 11. Um, and and uh, and Jeff, um, San Francisco – like. Didn't San Francisco played Pepperdine, didn't they? Pe- they played Pepperdine this week. They, yeah. Hold Let on. me check on that. I think they, I think they lost. I can't remember. I got to double check on this one. I'm not up on uh, San Francisco as much as I should be, but I'm pretty sure they lost to Pepperdine. Yeah, they lost to Pepperdine on Wednesday. So yeah, that was their, did. that was their game back. So they got some of the, they got some of the, the butterflies. I mean, they're up. ten and nine overall now. You know, like yeah, they're, I mean, not, they're not, they're not, they're not great. Um, I, I'm just, I probably would stay away from that one just because like San Francisco to me is, is maybe the most dangerous team um, in the back outside of, of, of uh, Gonzaga because of how well they can shoot and how much yeah. they the floor. They have two really good defensive guards in um, Jermaine Bouye and, and um, Bouye. Bouye. I'm, I'm blanking on the other kid's name. I can't think of it right now. And it's also like that staff is incredibly, Analytically savvy, yeah. So what they do things like at the end of the first half, they'll they'll foul if it's a one on one just to be able to get the ball back. So there's little things that they do to be able to gain an edge of like two points here, three points there, which is the kind of thing that can help you get a cover in a game like this, um, where I'm assuming at the end of the game it's going to be kind of like, you know, if it's six, if it's eighteen, and you're playing against backup like those extra two or three points is really going to matter so um i'm not saying i'm going to take usf Uh, they're just i don't love betting on the teams that that have so much um three-point variance in 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 the way that they play and i think more than anyone in the country the usf has three-point variance so i'm going to stay away but um it it it, i don't know just doesn't feel comfortable to me um a couple we've had a couple questions uh in here um the do you do you have any feel in butler georgetown no, zero. Zero. Yeah, I don't I'm I wanna I wanna stay away from that yeah, game. Zero on that one. Um what about Washington State at home getting eight points against USC? The first no. time they played, I'm I, I again let me double check I love it. Sure I had the score right, but I, I think USC it, What's that? Uh, I'm 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 sorry, Andrew. I don't I don't know. Um HB ball, uh Kansas giving eleven easy money. Iowa State stinks. Yeah, but Iowa State's actually covered. They've actually- yeah, so the first time they played, Washington State kept it with an eight against USC, and that was at USC. I, I Look, I, I like Kyle Smith here. I, I like I like the points. Um, I think that the way that they can play can kind of muck things up in the paint for Evan Mobley. Um, I actually – I'm going back to Iowa State. I, I, I would – well. Yeah, I, I'm, we'll see if that ends up working out. That probably is a dumb bet. Um, but it's it's another one of those back-to-backs. Uh, I've, I've said it before that, like, I like – I think the, I think Iowa State's better than what their record is. Um, they have the talent there. Uh, I, I don't think it's great. I, I will not be betting it myself, but I do think that it's the spot that you like. You want to be in if you are Iowa State and you're an Iowa State backer. So I, yeah, I, would, I, do, I do like Boise against UNLV. I think this is UNLV's third game this week since Monday. Maybe yeah. uh, UNLV is not very good to begin with. Boise needs this one. Like. Boise can't have any more slip-ups if, if they're going to be an at-large team. So um, I think they're given nine last I looked. Uh, I got it over here somewhere. Where uh, do you stand on on Providence? Providence at DePaul. Yeah, I don't – I mean, if I was going with it, I'd go Providence, but I don't 
I don't have a great uh, great feel for that one. I, you know, here here are a couple I like of the. Uh, Did we talk about Belmont yet? No, Belmont no, minus ten. Should we? I mean, at, at what point is Belmont just an auto bet? <laughs> is that good? <laughs> let, let, me, let, me, let me make sure I have the exact numbers up. But I, I, I think they might wow. be the best team against the spread in college basketball this season. Let me make sure I have the the exact number up. All right. While you're while you're getting those numbers, I'm going to give a couple other mid majors I like. Okay. okay. I, I've been on Matt Lewis and James Madison for a while. They've taken care of me every time. They're giving uh, one and a half against Hofstra at home. Hofstra, uh, Joe Mahalic, um, all the best in his recovery. He has not been able to coach all season uh, due to some health issues. So, real quick, the only concern I have on that is that um, Hofstra does play some zone, and uh, when um, like it, it, that kind of takes away like a ball screen dominant point guard. So, I'm a little worried about that. That said, Hofstra's zone is not very good, so it's uh, it it may not matter. Just something. To uh, two other WCC games, teams coming off pauses. I'm taking Pepperdine. They're getting one against St. Mary's. St. Mary's has been in a pause, and I'm taking Pacific at uh, Loyola Marymount. Taking both money lines there. Um, they're both getting minimal points. LMU's favored by two and a half against Pacific. Again, Pepperdine's getting a point against St. Mary's. Um, I'll take both of those. Uh, did you find your answer? Whatever you're looking for, I can't remember. Yeah, so Belmont this season has only had four games where they did not cover the spread. They've okay. had a couple of pushes in there, and, and but they've only had four games where they did not cover. So, yes, I will be on Belmont against the Moorhead State Eagles. All right. the coach there? The Fighting something or other. We got a the Fighting Preston Spradlins. Is that what it is? Yeah, the Eagles. It's just plain Eagles. Plain Eagles. No, the Fighting the Fighting Preston Spradlins. Yeah, no, they, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. The fighting, the fighting Casey Alexanders. Doesn't have the same. By the way, like, is he ever going to get uh, like any credit for for oh. how well he's done? Like, he's he just right in that went when, when your boy stack. By the way, did you read that athletic story? <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring that up. <laughs> say say your piece. Get it out. What do you got to say? He kind of body bagged you a little bit. What? What's that? He kind of body bagged you a little bit. What did he say? He said that the only reason you're critical of him is because you're best friends with Bryce Drew, which was hilarious to me. Well, it's so funny because, like, he has no idea. Like, I, I swear, I think I've talked to Bryce Drew like five times in my life in person. Like, I know, I right? Like, you're best friends with Scott Drew. You're not huh? best friends with the whole Drew fa- family. Right. I mean, just because, I, 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 you know, I've talked a lot about Scott Drew means, means like, the whole family. Like, it's just – it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But, yeah – the, the writer uh, interviewed me for the story, and uh, I'm trying to find because there was a – Was that Joe Rexroad that wrote it? It was. It was. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's good. He's good, but he was a little too pro-stack in this thing, I thought. I thought it was a little bit too pro-stack. Um, well, you're, you might be a little bit too anti-stack, so. No, I'm just real on stack. <laughs> he was a hell of a player. He sucks as a coach. How's that? So, I, I disagree with you in that point. Um in terms of like the on court stuff and like what he's running and the offenses that they put in and the concepts, that's only one have, part. But that's I'm not saying. No, I know, I know. What I'm saying is like the on court stuff. Like I actually think he's 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 really good, really high level. Um, the issue with Stack is like the the um, 
the recruiting part of it, the roster building part of it, like that, that stuff is something that he probably needs to work on. But when it comes like to actual encore actions that they're running, like they, they run really good stuff. Like he, his offenses are really high level. Like you talk to coaches in the SEC and, 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 and I think that most of them would probably agree. Tash Sherman's um, playing, by the way. Tash Sherman's playing. He's playing? Yeah. yeah. Tash Sherman is playing. Um, so, yeah, so I, I mean, texted, I texted Deshaun, Deshaun Butler, uh, to ask him, I was like, "Hey, uh, you heard anything about Taz playing today?" Today, and he goes, "I don't know. He warmed up last game." <laughs> I was like, "Thanks, Day." Uh, Crushing that one. Deshaun Butler, the source of information when it comes to yeah, uh, thanks, man. When it comes uh, to West Virginia. Hold on. Um, anything else before we Wait, get out I, of here? I, I want to read this to you. I just want to read this to you real quick, and you tell me your thoughts on. Uh, uh, he he said something like. A lot of Vandy fans were upset at him because the quote, um, the quote was basically. Hold on, I gotta find it here. Where the hell is this quote? Uh, while you do that, real quick, someone in the chat just said UConn plus three point five, UConn money line. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, I I'm staying away from betting anything UConn because like they're so banged up, man. They got a couple more guys with ankle injuries now. They just look completely worn down by the season and. Um, so it's, it's very hard for me to back him. No book night today. Uh, and I know Xavier's coming off of the pause and they, I think they played what, like one game in 32 days or something insane like that. It it got to the point where I literally forgot like Xavier had a team, but I like, I still, I'm still, I I just can't do it. And I say that, I say that as a man with a two Oh three area code that grew up in new Haven as a huge UConn fan. So I just can't. I can't, I can't back him. At All this right, point. a couple more I'm going to run through, and then I want to read this this quote to you and get your reaction on this because a lot of Vandy fans are up in arms. But let me give you a couple more. I'm going Manhattan again, even though oh Rick, you know God. handed it to Steve Massiello yesterday. That, still- that hurts so bad, by the yeah, way. Okay, anyway. Between Kent that State- and the Quinnipiac melt. Oh, yeah, that was awful, awful, absolutely awful. All right, Kent State, Northern Illinois coming off a pause. Kent State's given uh, 15. Northern Illinois, two and ten against the spread this year. Morgan State given three and a half. Morgan State is nine and two this year uh, against the spread. They're playing at home against Norfolk State, given three and a half. Then I got to have my OVC uh, picks. You know that I'm going against uh, Southern Illinois, Edwardsville, and Semo. Shock, shock. Jacksonville State is given nine against SIU Edwardsville at home. Guess who Semo's playing today? Who? Let's go pee. <laughs> Let's go pee. They're giving 10. Matt Figger um, is giving 10 there. So th- that's kind of what I like on the mid-majors. All right, here's the, here's the quote. Here's the quote in the story. Get through it quick here. How am I not qualified when I play basketball at the highest level and played under some Hall of Fame coaches? I don't have the acumen to know what I'm looking for. Uh, what's the angst? And it becomes the things we see right in front of us, man. All I can say is, 75 million people voted for Trump. That's all I can say. You ain't fooling me. I know what it's about. A lot of you hate everything we did when we came here about the staff, the diversity of the staff. It was this or that. I like to think I know a little something about building teams and what organizations should look like. I've worked and played for some of the best organizations. Now, again, the thing that drew the ire of a lot of Vandy fans, and I've gotten a lot of emails and DMs here, is the comment that he basically made saying uh, people are racist against him for hiring his staff, right? His staff, mostly black. 
Um, what I will say to that is, for me, it was it had nothing, zero to do with color or skin with his staff, and more based on the fact that he got guys that had no experience in college basketball, no experience recruiting in college basketball. That's his downfall. Ultimately, like you said, Jerry Sackhouse's downfall is not uh, a lack of understanding of how to coach X's and O's. His downfall is that he was a guy who had no experience in college basketball uh, coaching. Then he hired a, you know, one developmental guy from the G League that he took with him, another guy that uh, was a Memphis high school coach. Like, what the hell are you doing? You don't hire a Memphis high school coach. You're not beating Memphis for any players. And the other part of that was, you know, he started hiring David Grace, who's been around, and he fired him last year. But David Grace even didn't have this huge uh, body of work dealing with academic kids. And that's I mean, what David Grace was basically getting the was it the Compton Ma- Magic kids to right. uh, to UCLA right. and Cal. Right. So like you just you put together a shitty staff for what you needed. I'm not saying each of these guys individually aren't good coaches. I'm saying this is not a staff that can win at Vandy, in my opinion. Well, and that's, now that's the point that we made about Juwan Howard of Michigan, right? It was that we're not like we're never worried about the basketball stuff with Juwan right. Howard. Um, it was the the stuff that you have to deal with on the day to day of yeah. running a college bat. Like seventy five percent of the shit you do as a college basketball coach has nothing to do with basketball. And, and look at that. Juwan, so what did Juwan Howard go out and do? He hired a guy that's been a head coach for like. 500 years in Phil Martelli to basically say like, this is what you need to be able to do to handle shit. He took one NBA guy, Howard Isley. He kept Saudi Washington, like so smart. Like he didn't try to outsmart himself. And I think that's what Jerry Stackhouse did here. Instead of saying like, all right, let me talk to everybody. I know I've done grassroots basketball. Let me talk to the coaches. I know, and I'm going to get one or two guys that are, that have experience recruiting academic kids. Number one, high-level academic kids. Who who can that be? I'll pay him a lot of money. Whatever I got to do to get him, I'll get him. Instead, he just he tried to outsmart himself. And again, this comment, and he took some shots at me, like, like, dude, I care. Like, I really give a shit what you think about me. I don't care. I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter, Rob. Like, like I care if I have a relationship with Jerry Stackhouse. They're irrelevant. They're so irrelevant. I haven't had a relationship with John Calipari for 12 years, and I've been just fine. Like, not having to, re- like, I need recruiting news or something about Vandy? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, that's a good way to end this stream. So, uh, if you guys are still here, make sure to go and follow us on the Bet Spurts app. Um, that's the easiest way to get all of the picks that we have logged in. Uh, and that is where you can get the information. If we get something coming in about a guy that's playing, a guy that's not playing, pauses, whatever it is. Um, we had some uh, some good success with that this week, getting uh, getting um, Wake Forest at BC and getting the info that Chris Columbus is playing. So, um, all right, Jeffrey, we will see you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.